Welcome to the Dream Hub podcast. Here I take a deep dive into dreams, as you could have guessed, but also anything to do with that, such as your subconscious, self-discovery and healing. And in this episode, I interview Sky Baxter, a shadow integration specialist. Unfortunately, Sky went through a really tough time growing up. She lived with a family that abused her mentally, physically and sexually. This left her growing up feeling like she had no self-worth and she continued the cycle by entering into many abusive relationships before she had a complete mental breakdown just at the age of 21. Due to this, she made the choice to begin to heal so that she could break the cycle and love her life. Skye's always had a strong calling to help others and now she hears the call to guide others to heal through shadow integration. Fortunately for us, she's brave enough to share her story and everything that she's learned and what she teaches now so that we can follow in her footsteps to heal ourselves as well. If you're not sure what shadow work is, it sounds a bit scary or confusing, then this is the episode for you to listen to. It is not all doom and gloom like you would think. It's actually the total opposite. Now, I need to give you a warning. We get a little bit carried away with our swearing in this episode. So I need to let you know that this contains explicit language and listener discretion is advised. Hi, Sky. Thanks for coming. Um, My first question is the big obvious one. (laughs) <laughs> what is what is a shadow <laughs> awesome all right so your shadow or your shadow selves or shadow traits because there's like multiple different facets but essentially they are all the parts that you have disconnected rejected disowned in order to be liked loved, and accepted so for an example, um, and I, I tend to use this example a lot just because it's pretty easy to relate, the people pleaser essentially. So when we look into the traits of the people pleaser, they have disowned, disconnected and rejected um, the part of them that is selfish, the part of them that allows anger, the part of them that places boundaries down, you know, all of those sort of things. And they've done that because they have been conditioned or taught this is what you need to do or this is who you need to be. Mm. in order for other people to love and accept you Mm. does that make sense yes so like the good girls out there might have real big shadows that they're kind of hiding they're weird little selves all hidden away (laughs) we all have all yeah 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 it is just yeah we are like we are all things and all things are us and Mm. yeah when we have that harmony when we have that balance between all things we create balance within ourselves as well that's cool definitely if I've spent my whole life ignoring my shadow Mm -hmm. and trying to be something that I'm really not where's the first place that I look or how do I find and identify my shadow look to where you judge criticize Mm -hmm. Um, the two main concepts is projection and pedestaling so when we look to who we judge and criticize, like, I guess, like, oh, my God, why, why is she doing that? She's so selfish. When we say those things, it actually tells a lot more about who we are rather than who the person you're criticizing. What's happened is that's triggered a part of them that they have rejected or disconnected, like, because that's been deemed as bad or wrong. Mm. So when that part gets triggered you project it outward. I find a lot of women especially will pedestal. So what that means is they will put other people above them. So when we talk about pedestaling, a lot of the times it comes from light shadow or golden shadow because we have both dark and light shadow that we disconnect. So pedestaling is like, oh, I wish I had the confidence that she has. Why can't Mm -hmm. I walk into a room and just spark up a conversation and all those sort of things? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's essentially pedestaling. You are saying that you, you know, you would be more whatever you think you are if you had that aspect or that trait, Mm. but we can only see aspects and traits in other people that we have in ourselves. If you can see that amazing confidence that this person has, that's because you have it within you. 
you've just been taught that that was bad or wrong or right yeah so a lot of shut down their confidence because they're taught it's arrogance yeah right and then you kind of try to hide that part of you in the shadows and that's why it's called shadow it gets put into the darkness type thing you know and the same with those that projection um essentially if you think someone is selfish or if you think someone is you know like a gossip or whatever the case may be you can only recognize that aspect in that person because you have it within yourself Mm -hmm. and you've either suppressed it or you are expressing it in a completely different way so there are two things that you can act like do you know, with self-awareness to be like, okay, where are my shadows? The other thing is look at the people in your life. So the people that are in your life are your mirrors. Mm. So again, with the whole people pleaser aspect, a lot of the times they will have people in their lives that are um, incredibly like self-centered per se, um, more on like the narcissistic style tendencies or traits and where they're quite, you know, angry people, very selfish people, all of those sort of things. So when we have that, those sort of things, and it is quite triggering, is because they are an over-exaggeration of the part of you that you've shut down, just mm-hmm. as much as, you know, the people pleaser is an over-exaggeration of the part of them that they have shut down. You know, you are essentially each other's mirror. It's like, hey, I'm here. Like there's parts of me that you are not listening to. And the only way I'm trying to get you to listen is to try and like smack you in the face with it. Mm. That is absolutely huge. Like absolutely huge. I feel like everybody needs to know about this and learn about this to figure themselves out and just chill out and enjoy life a little bit more. Hey, Right, 100%. It's just, yeah. Like we, I think we spend so much time trying to be what everybody else wants, wants from us or needs from us or anything like that, that we spend no time actually going, well, who, who do I want to be? You know, what do I want to do? What do I look like? How does that person act? How does that person be? All of those sort of things, because we're so focused on having everybody else like us because we've created this massive hole within ourselves due to societal conditioning, generational trauma, all of those sort of things. Mm. And we're like constantly trying to stuff it with other people and other things to say, Hey, that we are worth it, that I am valid, Mm. that we forget to go back inward and go, okay, well, what do I need to become, you know, that self-worth, that authentic self, that validation, what, you know, because it all sort of comes within when you integrate. Wow, that's so cool. So the way that our shadow kind of grows or we shove parts of ourselves into the shadow, it kind of begins as a child with the conditioning and stuff that we're taught. Yeah. Is that why we're not really aware of it a lot of the time? Because it's something that's been there since we were so young that it's just we've grown and melded around it, I suppose, and just never really realised it to ourselves you don't realize that it's going on until you're just like in so much pain or like getting triggered all over the place or getting really upset by something and you don't really even understand or you meet someone and they just piss you off and you don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, that's exactly right. As children, we're like children are beautiful, intelligent little sponges essentially Um, and they learn at a very young age what to do and who to be to get that love and that acceptance. And I believe that this also comes around where unconditional love was taught backwards, you know, growing up in generations of emotionally immature parents, growing up in abusive households, you know, all of the things, right? You end up getting taught as a child that this is what you need to do or this is who you need to be to get love from mum and dad. And if you act outside of that realm, then love is taken away. Yeah. So for children, obviously, their sole purpose is to be loved and to be accepted. And, you know, they're beautiful human beings that are, you know, quite pure and all of that. And then when they learn that if, oh, if I act in this way or if I throw a tantrum, if I become angry, then 
I get into trouble or love is removed, especially if the parents are emotionally immature and don't know how to regulate their own emotions. So mm-hmm. therefore they to their children to regulate themselves, but then essentially dysregulating their children because they're suppressing everything. So you tend to grow up with that, you know, basis of, you know, mother wound, father wound, however it looks, I must do this in order to get love. And then you carry that through into all of your relationships, whether friendships, romantic, acquaintances, all of those sort of things, you carry that through. And because you carry that through, you tend to then mimic the relationships that you had as children with your parents, essentially. Mm-hmm. And as you said, until you hit to a point where you're in so much pain and you're like, something's not fucking right. You know, I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. You know, you're triggered all over the show. You end up, you know, a mental break, whatever the case may be, but you end up in so much pain that you're just like, what, what the fuck? Like, how do mm-hmm. I get out? Of this? I don't want to be this person anymore. And then, yeah, you tend to start going on a, a bit of a journey of inner healing, which tends to lead, I find it tends to lead all the way to shadow work, but shadow work actually starts at that point. Because mm-hmm. that point where you decide where you're like, I'm done, I've had enough, something needs to change, I need to heal, I need to do whatever, you've already started that reintegration process. You've yeah. already started going, okay, well, who? what do I need to do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Yeah, the realisation and the awareness is like the starting point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so shadow work sounds kind of scary, to be honest. (laughs) And it is like pretty deep and it is like it stirs up emotions and it, you know, you're looking really deep within yourself. Do people, I'm, I'm assuming that there are a lot of resistance from some people. There might be obstacles that people come up against how do you deal with that or how do you help people overcome the fear of starting this kind of work? Yeah, most definitely. And it can be like, you know, you look at shadow work and you look at darkness and all that sort of stuff and you're like, Oh no, scary out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But as I, like, as I just mentioned, a lot of the times we actually start that integration process when we start our healing journey or when we start our personal development journey, shadow work is literally, I guess that real next layer. All righty. And I find yeah, you have to have that amazing level of self-awareness that you can look really deep within and, and, you know, find the patterns that you've been running and also take ownership for those patterns and the willingness to change. The main obstacle that I tend to come up against, um, talking with a lot of people, clients and all of those sort of things, is the fear that they will become the monster. So, you know, a when we're talking about integrating the darkness and all the dark parts, a lot of the times we are talking about a lot of what society would call like negative things. So like anger, being selfish, having boundaries, you know, all of those sort of things. And when I talk to people that, you know, have disconnected those things, they're like, I don't want to become the bad guy. I don't want to become the monster essentially. Mm -hmm. And pretty much an amazing way to explain it is you never will. All we're doing is bringing back things that you have disconnected to create balance. So when we disconnect something, whether it's a trait, whether it's an emotion, whatever the case may be, whatever is on the polar opposite of that will over-exaggerate, you know. So that's why a lot of people that have shut down, you know, things like joy and happiness and love and all of those sort of things can be quite, you know, on the outside, very angry people. They're like over-exaggerating that thing because that's what they have left. The brain doesn't like space. You know, the nervous system doesn't like space. So if you create space, it's going to fill it with something. So essentially all we want to do is bring that balance back and have that healthy balance between both positive, negative, light and dark. Because even within those, what we would call like negative traits, they're amazing gifts. Anger is a tool. It is an amazing thing to tell you that something's not right, that a boundary has been hit, that you need to move. And if you shut all that down and you've rejected it, then you're shutting down your own intuition as well. You're shutting down that part of you that says something's not right. We need to do something about this. So when we integrate back, no, you're not going to become this overly angry person or this overly selfish person. What you're going to bring back is that amazing intuition to say, I matter. 
I'm allowed to say no. I'm allowed to place this boundary down. And I'm allowed to be a little bit selfish with me. And that's essentially how we create and protect our own energy, if that makes sense. That was yes. that was so cool. I'm sitting here just like getting goosebumps. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's so true. Yeah. And I suppose if you are trying, let's say you're trying not to be an angry person, mm-hmm. just because you think anger is bad, it doesn't mean that another negative trait isn't going to overflow in a different way. Yeah, that's it. Something will come through um, to replace it, essentially. Yeah. For people that aren't aware of what their triggers are or what, you know, people that don't really want to look in the mirror or won't take any acceptance for who they are, it's kind of all still happening anyway in their subconscious. And then this is where I find that it comes through in dreams. Yeah. Let's talk about dreams and shadows and like, tell me, tell me your insights on that. So dream and shadow, which is like, it's super fascinating when we can really pick it apart. One of the things that I have found through um, shadow work and dream time, and, and this is for a a lot of women mainly because I work with a lot of women um, that are, you know, especially when they're in relationships and stuff like that, they'll have like spicy dreams about somebody like some fantasy and they wake up like riddled with guilt and shame and all of this sort of stuff like I've done something wrong I've done something bad you know um but again that's just a part of them that is trying to come through and a lot of the times that is their sexuality that is their desire you know all of that amazing really feminine style you know energy that's wanting to come through now if they don't feel safe for that to come through in their current situation. It's going to come through in an area where they feel safe. Mm. And a lot of the times that is in a dream time, maybe with someone they've never even met before or maybe someone that's just passed them by that, you know, they thought were attractive or whatever else. There's nothing bad or wrong about it. It's just another clue to go, okay, well, what's happening here? What part of me that I have shut down that's trying to come out, that's saying I'm here now, I'm here to be seen, I'm here to be heard, like, hello, listen. Yeah. (laughs) Pay attention to me. (laughs) And a lot of the times when we don't pay attention in, in the conscious realm, it will come through in dream time when we're most relaxed, when we're our subconscious, our unconscious is most alive, where it's like, okay, well, you know, she's not listening outside of this. So we're going to try and get her where she is listening. Yeah. You know, and that's where it comes through. Yeah. That's the that's the people that come to me and they're like, oh, I keep having these nightmares and these like really bleh, dreams. And I'm like, well, okay, how's your life? How's your waking life? Oh, no, my life's perfect. Like, hmm, is it? so um yeah that kind of shows that there's some shadow work to be done hey yeah definitely quite pinpoint yeah yeah and I like I you know from the dream work stuff that I have done a lot of the times especially when we have like nightmares or bad dreams and I don't know if you experience this as well a lot of times it's not something negative that's happening it's something that, again, you just need to listen to and you're not listening to it. So it's, again, it's like trying yes. to get your attention. Super so. amplified and super dramatic, our dreams can yeah. be. Yeah. And it's like can be such a simple little thing to change in your real life. But then when you're not listening and you're shutting it down and shutting it down, your dreams just get bigger and bigger and more emotional and more dramatic and, like, massive. Yeah. 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 So I think, like, shadow work, dream work, it seems a lot scarier than it actually is. Like the scariest part and the hardest part is probably the catalyst for it all to begin. So like yeah. the nightmare or like the the trigger meltdown cry that you have at home in the shower when you're upset about something, that's mm. like the hardest part. And then actually yeah. starting the shadow work is like a relief. You get insights and you become aware of things and yeah, get happy and... It's like a positive thing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It is a massive positive thing. And you're right. A lot of the times the hardest part is just taking that first step, you know, is that step into the unknown of like, I actually don't know what's here or, you know, that process 
at, like of slowing down and going, what is actually going on? Especially if you're so busy all the time and that's what you've been using to suppress, which is again, why things would come up in your dreams. If you're like running through your day with, you know, suppressing everything, that process of like, you know, that fear of slowing down or fear of what would come up. Yeah. And fear of the unknown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That fear of the unknown. But once you step past that and you step into that unknown, because obviously, as you, you know, like whole growth happens outside of our comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you yeah, you get amazing insights. You get, you know, especially if you're very open and very aware. Um, and what I mean by that is being open and aware is not being aware of everything around you, is being aware of what's happening internally. And, you know, going back through all the, all the patterns that you've run all the way through your own life. And you're like, oh, I get it. It makes <laughs> sense now. This is why I do this. This is why I self-sabotage. This is why I have no confidence. This is why I always seem to attract shitty people. Yeah. Like, you know, this is why, okay, cool. What are we going to do now? How do we change it? <laughs> Cause I think once a lot of people get that like light bulb moment of, oh, fuck, I get it. They are like, okay, let's go yeah want- it's the turning point yeah it's like there let me add it what else can we find <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool so oh I'd love to hear some examples of like if you can give of any sort of transformative changes that people that you've coached have experienced after like integrating their shadows yeah definitely so a lot of obviously this work that I do is soul work. So it's with um, with the person and with themselves, which is super amazing. But a lot of the transformations I can see as well is one straight away confidence. Yeah. Like their whole physiology just changes. They stand up. They're not afraid to actually have those difficult conversations with their partners if they're in relationships and stuff like that. They're not, um, you know, they're not willing to sort of put up with, shitty behavior or poor behavior they're pretty you know they're very confident to go you know what this is not me I'm happy to walk away from this where you know when they start they're very afraid of people not liking them they're very afraid of you know having someone else come into their life to hurt them and all of those sort of things and when we you know do that work and when we do that healing and when we integrate and whether that is emotion whether that's negative belief whether that is shadow self or shadow trait their whole, you know, physiology and mental state just completely shifts. They no longer become afraid because they have that confidence within themselves that they're going to spot that a mile away. And they're not afraid to sit within themselves and discover rather than trying to like fix or, you know, get other people to give them validation. They're like, I'm okay with who I am. I'm totally 100% worth it. And if you can't see that, that's your problem, boo. Yes. So, so yeah, when they understand themselves a little bit more, like the understanding is knowledge and knowledge is power. So figuring out our shadows and and what we've been suppressing just is really giving you so much more power. Yeah, it's essentially taking your power back. Yeah. You're no longer I'm fucking yourself, like you say. <laughs> That's it. You're essentially unfucking yourself. You're taking your own power back. You're not handing it out to everyone else in hopes that someone can see your worth and your value. You have taken it all back and going, I can see my own worth and value. And if you can't, that's that's cool. You yeah. go over there, I'm going to go this way. That's completely fine. You know, they have so much more confidence, as I said, stepping into relationships and actually talking about their own needs, wants and desires without that fear of that person leaving or that person getting angry at them or, you know, all of those sort of things because they've stepped into that space and been like, well, this is who I am, this is what I need, all of those sort of things. And if you can't provide that, that's completely okay, but I'm going to go this way. Yeah. And then you're really like vibrating at a level where you're going to attract somebody who's similar to you and that's where you're going to find a real man or a real woman, like a really good quality person because you're not carrying around your shadows, attracting someone else who has issues. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And you're 100% right. You were, you know, transcending that level of energy. So therefore people on the lower level of energy where you were and how you were attracting those sort of people, Mm -hmm. they're not even going to come into your, you know, atmosphere now because you've actually moved up, Mm. you know, they're not even going to bother you because they know that they can't get to you. I love it. 
level up. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, it's 100% leveling yourself up. I like to describe it as the ultimate self-love work because if you can love yourself for all of the things that you are, you do, you become unstoppable because you you love yourself for all of the things that you are. You're not trying to love yourself whilst disconnecting parts that are bad or wrong mm. and trying to love those other parts. You are like completely whole within yourself. And when you do that, then yeah, you're going to vibrate with confidence. You're going to vibrate with that, you know, amazing level of energy and that level of self-love. Mm. And then on top of that, we treat, we teach, sorry, other people how we um, how to treat us by how we treat ourselves so if you are treating yourself with that ultimate love then you're only going to bring in people that are going to see that if you're treating yourself like trash because you believe that you're not worth it because you have to have this person or you have to do all of the things or whatever the case may be you are only going to attract people on that level of energy that can see that you're treating yourself like trash and are just going to do the same yeah you explain it all so well. Talking about this keeps bringing me back to the thought of relationships. Even though like I see shadow work as a very individual thing, you're working on yourself. Um, but for the single people out there that are really struggling on finding the right person yep. and it's often everyone says like, oh, you need to learn to love yourself first before someone else can love you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get stuck on like, how do I do that? How do I love myself? So I would suppose that the answer would be like shadow work, like learn your shadows, yeah, learn to all, love that. Own all, own all of who you are. Yeah. And also know that like you are perfect just the way you are. It's not a process of fixing you because you're not broken. Yeah. Just a process of bringing everything back that you've let go of or that you've rejected. There's this an am- amazing book, and if you guys are readers, totally recommend it because she explains it really well. And I have pinched a couple of things out of it. It's called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. And she explains our subconscious or our mind or our traits or whatever else as a mansion. And when you disconnect something, you essentially board up one of the rooms in your mansion and shadow work essentially is unboarding all of those, opening the door up, letting that trait in, letting that person out, whatever the case may be. And people that are sort of struggling to love themselves there, you know, start there, find the parts that you find so horrible about yourself that you don't love, mm. you know, what, what do those parts look like? Cause that start there. Mm. What would happen if you did bring that part back and you loved it? Mm. Yeah. You that, there was nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Showing some self-compassion and self-acceptance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. That, and you know, moving into relationships, moving, you know, if you've been single for a while and you're doing this sort of stuff and you're wanting to move into relationships and all of this sort of stuff, know that all relationships are designed to trigger you. All relationships are designed to trigger the parts of you. So there is obviously an amazing amount that you can do on your own, but moving into a healthy relationship. Now, a healthy relationship is when both parties understand that they're going to trigger each other. And it's not a case of that is your fault, you triggered me, you know. Yeah, I'm going to get you back for that. (laughs) Problem, fuck off. No, it's like, well, that triggered me. I wonder what that means. Yes. What part of me am I not seeing right now? And then you both go on that amazing journey of self-exploration and support and holding space and growth together. Mm. And that's sort of where, yeah, relationships and shadow will come in. Yeah. And you need to find someone that's going to want to join you on this. I I see in relationships, people like one person will be like so dedicated to bettering themselves and the other person's like, oh, you know, good for you. I'm fine how I am. And they end up breaking up because it just doesn't work. You need to have both people there to be on it together. Yeah, definitely. And committed to growth and not only committed to your own growth but committed to the other person's growth too because yeah. yeah you're right like I'm the same I see so many people that are in relationships that are struggling and 
yeah, they they think that they're the problem and they, you know, and they go on this amazing journey to, you know, help fix the patterns that they're in. But that also then triggers the other person because that's going to be triggering all the unhealed parts that they have. Mm. And they can see this person rising up and that brings them fear. So, mm. you know, as you said, like it's either cool, you do you, or it's like you've changed, you used to be cool or you know, and they start projecting out all their own unhealed wounds onto this person. And then obviously then, like, as you said, this person now has a choice to either go back down or continue moving forward, knowing that that mean that relationship will, you know, end. Yeah. So besides breaking up relationships, (laughs) 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 no, I mean, look, sounds like some of them are meant to happen, right? That's it. Besides breaking up relationships, are there any other potential risks or challenges that are associated with shadow integration? I think just as I mentioned before, just that fear that they will become the bad person. Mm. Um, Again, like as you said, breaking up relationships, but it's not like all relationships leaving and whether that is, you know, romantic friendships, all of those sort of Mm. things. When you move in a journey, you are ultimately going to be changing levels of energy and comes with that means that the people that are like 100% there for you, they'll come with you on that journey. The people that were only in your life to benefit them, they will drop off. Yeah. And I find then one of the challenges is, is that self guilt. Am I the bad person? Did I do something wrong? This person doesn't like me anymore. All of those sort of things. And the answer to that is no, you haven't done anything wrong. You know, we get taught from a very young age that rejection is bad when actual fact rejection just shows us what is not meant for us. Yes. And I suppose being open, like, like you said, like when you get rid of one thing, something else comes like closing Mm -hmm. one door, another door is going to open with something even better. That's it. And you can't open that door unless you close that one. Yeah. And that's the hard thing I think is a lot of people, must move through that let go stage to open themselves up again. Yeah. Yeah, So that'll be one of the challenges. The other one is allowing the person to grieve. Even if, you know, the person that has left was horrible, you know, really was abusive, really was toxic, all of those sort of things. I find with the people, they, they don't want to feel sad or they don't want to grieve because that person was, you know, so clearly not for them and they can see that. But that grief is still a natural part of the process. You are allowed to grieve the loss of something, even if that loss meant so much pain for for you, you're still allowed to go through that process. Mm. And it's actually really essential because that allows you to move through that, allows you to move the energy through the body, you know, all of those sort of things to move you forward. Yeah, get over it quicker. Yeah, that's really good advice. And even great advice for if you know of a friend who's going through it on how to support them. Like say your girlfriend was dating a total douchebag and they break up and she's upset about it. Don't be like, don't worry about it. He was a dickhead. Like move on, like be there and support her and and give her a hug. And yeah, I know you're going to miss him and stuff like that. But then Mm. reminding her that plenty other fish in the sea. (laughs) Yes, he was a total dickhead, but I can see why upset like practice empathy you know and that's it hold space allow that process to move through because that's it if you know someone is like you said told off they're a dickhead why are you so upset about it or that person was toxic I don't know why you're so sad that automatically gets us to suppress again which then goes well I'm not allowed to feel like this in the shadow you go yeah Um, you know, and then you're still on that same energy space. You're still on that same energy level because you haven't moved through the process to go up. Mm. So my husband went to a retreat a few years ago and it was like, I had a lot of shadow work and I had no idea what it was. And he left and then he came home three days later and he was a total different person. And this triggered me majorly. The roof almost blew off our house because (laughs) the way he was speaking, the way he was acting, the things that he was like paying attention to and not paying attention to anymore was completely different. And I did not know how to deal with it. Do you have any advice 
for the partner or a loved one of someone who is doing shadow work on how they can support them and how they can understand what that person's going through? Communicate. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing is to communicate, especially if, you know, like as you said with your husband, he's come home and he's a completely different person and you're like triggered as fuck and the whole, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, just sit down and go, okay, like, you know, and get what's going on for them and ask them, you know, what's happened, what happened, you know, and get them to share their side of the story of, you know, what they integrated, what they accepted, all of that sort of stuff. Cause that's obviously going to give you clarity. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then go, okay, well, I'm really feeling triggered right now, you know, and sort of go through that process of, you know, why are you feeling triggered? What's coming up? What's different? And also note what's different. Is it good different? Mm. And it's just, something you're not used to anymore or is it different in a way that it doesn't align with you anymore mm. and if it doesn't align with you or your values then there's a obviously then another conversation and go okay well is this something that is supposed to align with my values and it's something that I want and then that's when you go on your own journey because yeah. obviously you know as I said all those triggers would have triggered all the unhealed parts of you yeah <laughs> And then, or if it doesn't align with you, then yeah, that's a, another conversation of what's going to happen within that relationship. Is this a relationship that's going to continue to grow? Or is this a relationship now that you're like, okay, well, you know, I need to go left and you need to go right type mm. thing. And yeah, it's that, you know, I think I'm trying to remember who, who said it is like, some people are only in your life for a short time. Some people are only in your life to teach you something. And some people are in your life for a lifetime. Yeah. You know, so it's discerning what's, what was that person there for? Were they there for a lifetime? And you couldn't picture your life any other way without them. Awesome. Then, you know, journey, babe, off you go. Like, yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> for your self-discovery um if this person was only supposed to be there for a short time then you go through that process of you know letting that go so that person continue to grow and you can go on the direction that you need to go on to or was this person only here for a short time and it's here to teach you something and that person's now taught you something so therefore then like it sounds horrible but they're no longer needed <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for the lesson catch you later <laughs> exactly essentially okay got it i'm out like yeah um, yeah, so like that would be the advice I would have and to have, you know, that open dialogue of communication. If someone is on a, on a self-discovery journey and a healing journey, they are going to be open, you know, yeah. rather like it, it will be completely different. Like say, for example, he's come home and you're um, and he's sat down and like you're not aware at all. All, all you know is you're just you know, angry and whatever. Mm. And he sat down and going, I need to talk to you. That's going to spin everything off in your brain, you know, because you are not open. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if you're coming to someone that is on their journey, they are open. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. Say know. 10 years ago, if he'd said to me, I need to talk to you, I would have freaked out. Like something's yeah. wrong. Something's but wrong. if today he came to me and said, I need to talk to you, I'd be like, oh, great. Like, what is it? Yeah. What's happening? Because you know, yeah. I'm open now. Whereas back then, no way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, and allow yourself to be open. And if you have, fear around talking to someone and this is something I get a lot of my clients to do when they start doing things like practicing boundaries or voicing what their needs are you know and these people have been closed off for a long time so obviously they're throat chakras so they're like I don't know how to talk I'm too scared I'm going to get interrupted and then I'll lose my place and if you're anything like me if I get interrupted I'll lose my place yeah um <laughs> sorry I just interrupted you <laughs> no, I'm a lot better now. Um, but I get them to write it down like write down what you want to say, put it in dot form, you know, and have it with you. If you need to read it out off a piece of paper, fucking do it. Yeah. If you need to practice it in a mirror a few times so you can actually get used to what your own voice sounds like, do that. Mm -hmm. But that is going to allow you to sort of have a focal point so you can sort of get out what you need to say and then sort of be in that space of yeah. like, okay, we'll do it now. Yeah. And if that person's your forever person, then they're going to be hanging off every word and really wanting to hear what you have to say. Exactly. And if they're not and they don't want to hear it or they're not going to be willing to listen to it, then they can leave and you can go up, level up without them. 
that's it essentially yeah you come to that place of like okay well you know where do we go from here what do I do you know what is going to be best for me is this person you know as I said really invested in the growth of relationship or is this person here because it benefits them Mm. and it doesn't actually benefit me Mm. let's say someone's not in a relationship and it's not actually like is shadow work always to do with how we are to other people or what if someone just lived in isolation and they didn't really communicate with many other people how would they work on their shadows or figuring out what they are if they're not talking to other people very much you know like the people who work at home live at home with their cat like aren't in a relationship (laughs) single how would they figure out what their shadows are awesome question I would look at the fact of like, well, why are they not talking to other people? Why are they not in a relationship? You know, why why are they refusing to even have friendships? Why are they not wanting to go out? Like all of those sort of things. Mm-hmm. That'll tell us a lot. And a lot of the times, depending on the person, it'll be one fear-based. I Like I don't want people to not like me. There it is. Well, yeah. you know, if you don't want people to not like you, what is it about you that is so bad that people won't like you? There's your shadows. You know, and stuff like that. Um, human beings by nature are like connective people. Like, you know, we thrive off connection. Yeah. You know, it's got, as we all know, like hugs and stuff have amazing, you know, healing qualities. So yeah, connection someone... is a need just as much as water exactly. and food is. Exactly. It's actually an emotional, yeah, it's an emotional yeah. need. So if that person has shut down like connections with everybody, well, there's a reason behind that. Yeah, You know, a lot of the times it's either they have been deemed as being bad or wrong or whatever else. So therefore they've shut all these things down and their coping mechanism is not to connect with other people. Mm. Or it could be, again, like, you know, it's they've either been incredibly traumatised so they have a real fear around being abused again. So once again, moving into that space of, you know, well, what's happening for me? What do I need to do to overcome this? And a lot of the times it's like, well, what do I need to be able to overcome this? And what you need is what you've put into the shadow. Okay. What advice do you have for listeners who might feel overwhelmed or stuck in their shadow work? Like how could they stay motivated and committed to this process? I would say keeping just the level of awareness open, but also don't get stuck in the trap of something needs to be fixed. Yeah. So, um, I find a lot of people on their personal development journey or healing journey, they're not allowing themselves just to be in the space that they're at at that time. So what I mean by that is like if you've started your shadow work journey and like I when I work with clients, I tend to start with emotions because, you know, people can connect to them before I start with shadow people. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's a, like a bit of a deep dive, you know. So if you've like, you know, done a whole bunch of shadow work on all your emotions and your emotional regulation and all that sort of stuff, and now you feel stuck and you're like, oh, I know there's more stuff, but I don't know what, that's fine. Allow yourself to just be in that space. Yeah, just cruise and enjoy it. Because yeah, something so- will come up and trigger you <laughs> at some point. Something's going to happen. Someone's going to cut you off in traffic. The new layer will show itself. But yeah, people tend to get so caught up in the the healing journey that they forget to just be in the present moment. Yeah. And I think for anyone that is stuck, I would start by going, okay, well, slow, like, I guess the same with anyone that is wanting to start and they're just so fucking overwhelmed that they don't know where to start. Slow the fuck down. Mm. You don't need to be going 100 miles an hour. You can just be in that space you are right now, this second, and be great, you know, have that gratitude, have that presence, be in that moment, and just be okay. Yeah, stop and smell the roses, um, integrate the thing that you've just learned and enjoy it and then kind of vibrate on that level. Yeah, definitely. And also, know, depending on who you are, like sometimes integration takes time. So I'm a, I'm a time integrator. So, and what I mean by that is when I integrate things, um, I tend to feel pretty trashy for about a week, two weeks, because my, my body is trying to recalibrate itself. Mm. You know, that's completely normal. And sometimes it can take months for everything to filter in and set. Yeah. 
you know, that's completely normal too. It doesn't mean you've done something wrong. It doesn't mean, you know, if like you, you do this work and all of a sudden like straight away there hasn't been a change. No, allow yourself to integrate. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you feel like trash, allow, like that's fine too. Allow yourself to just rest and be in that moment. Some people integrate completely fine and they're up and they've got amazing energy and they're like, yes, let's go. I can take on the world. Fucking awesome. That's great. You know, just know that, yeah who you are energetically and all of the things there's nothing wrong you know if you are like me and integrate where you just want to like curl up in a ball and sleep for a week that's completely normal <laughs> <laughs> you know if you've got a whole bunch of energy and you want to round around and do everything that's completely normal too it doesn't mean that one was a bad integration and one was a good integration it just is how you process it all mm. that's really good advice Thank you. If someone wants to get in touch with their shadow and bring it into the light and figure themselves out and unfuck themselves, what do you have to offer? How can they get in touch with you? So you can 100% like stalk me on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is sky underscore shadow specialist. Other than that, like offering wise, I do a one-to-one mentoring intensive. So that is break, I break free of the generational trauma And that is a complete deep dive. And so what I mean by that is I do a complete full detailed personal history. So if you are unsure of why you're in the state you're in, you just want to get the fuck out of it. That's perfect because like I'm pro at knowing patterns. So I will find the patterns that you've been running on top of that. I'll find the core issue. So where it started. All right. And I'll find everything that's laid in, you know, what is blocked in your body, what beliefs you're holding, what your values are, where your energy is around that. And then what shadows are hiding in the darkness for you that you need to discover. And then we'll go through a process of clearing and integrating all of those sort of things. So it is either a two day or a four week journey. So it's either a two, four hour session, or it's a four, two hour sessions every single week. So it's quite intensive. Mm. And then we'll do a follow up four weeks after that, just to see how integration's going, see what other layers have come up, all of those sort of things. So if you're wanting like a massive deep dive into why you do the thing so you can get get out of it and essentially unfuck yourself, that is perfect. Um, other than that, if you're more of a self-paced person and you kind of just want to float around and like poke around at different things, then I do have my calm, energized and confident membership. So that is just a $47 a month subscription where you jump into my portal, you have access to all the content in there. You'll get access to any workshops that I post up as well as like monthly coaching calls and a private Facebook group where you can sort of ask them questions and all of those sort of things in there. So they're my like two main offers. And if you have, as I said, any questions on any of those, then 100% reach out to me on Instagram. Say you've listened to this podcast and be like, I want to know more. Help (laughs) Help me. Yeah. And you, okay, so I found you because of your podcast. Tell us about your podcast. So I have what I call the Shadow Chronicles podcast, which is a podcast that I um, am hosting with a friend of mine named Todd. So he's an integrative health coach. I'm a shadow work specialist. And we just take a deep dive into all of the fucking shit that no one talks about. So all of the shadow stuff, but not only that, like all the generational stuff that's happened throughout and why and what is going on and all of those sort of things. So a lot of things that people are afraid to talk about or have controversy around, all of those sort of things, we take a deep dive into that. We pick it all apart, all of those sort of things. So it's just, I find it's a super fun podcast because it's very conversational mm. and, yeah, we just get to really just talk about those hard topics so we can actually create a change because I'm all about, well, I'm a shadow work specialist, so I'm all about breaking the cycle. I'm all about, you know, authentic self. I'm all about finding your true self. I'm all about finding your self-worth, all of those sort of things. And learning about our past and, you know, how that has shaped us today, I find is super important. But also being able to talk about those sort of things that, you know, were shut behind closed doors. You know, I know for me, um, growing up in the environment that I grew up, it was very much like you don't talk about what happened behind closed doors. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we are going to talk about that shit because that's how we create change. That's how we make change. And that's how we have people become aware 
that it's okay to talk about those things that there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. They manipulated you, all of those sort Mm. of things. Yeah. And letting people know that they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. I love it. Giving me goosebumps like multiple times through this. So good. Everybody needs to meet you. That's why you're here, right? (laughs) 100%. You're the the light in the shadow. (laughs) So good. Thank you. When it comes to generational trauma, when it comes to generational stuff, that's where a lot of like, you know, as we said at the start of the podcast, that's where a lot of the shadow is found within our childhoods, what's been passed down through, through the lines and, you know, what is essentially then you know, had been blueprinted into us from generations and, and stuff like that. And even a lot of the clearing stuff that I do, it I've done it gone back past generations. That's how long people have held things on to. Like when we go back to root cause and it's like five generations ago, mm. you know, I've gone back past life and that's been passed down, you mm. know, all of those sort of things. So, yeah, it's one of those fun, interesting topics about how we are the way we are or, you know, what things are we carrying? Like, are they even our things? And a lot of the times they're not our things. It's just shit that's been passed down because that's what we've been taught to do. And, you know, when I talk about a lot of the breaking the generational trauma, breaking the cycle, a lot of it is one, like I've got children. So, you know, and a lot of the people I work with as well are the same. They have children and they're one of their big wake-ups or one of their big pains is like, I don't want to parent. I don't want to put my children the same way, like this, through the same things that I went through. Mm. So like, we're going to change. Yeah. And that's where a lot of that breaking the cycle comes from. It's, you know, where a lot of people will like leave abusive relationships, all of those sort of things, because they've gone, I don't want this, or mm. I don't want my children to have this. And they've realized that the, they have just followed a path. They have just followed a pattern. Yet when we go back through that, it's interesting to see where that pattern started. A lot of the times it started generations ago. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I absolutely love this. I feel like this work is so deep and so important. Thank you so much, Sky. It was so nice to chat to you and meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. It was amazing. Mm -hmm.